this was I actually like I said I'm really I've just been kind of stressed out but like uh researching for this was was fun was chill oh yeah just like oh pumpkin patches <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's nice you know it's just nice it's, it's just nice, nice. <laughs> look out something is going to get you tonight Let's talk about the thing that's going to get you tonight. Welcome to the Happy Harvest Horror Show. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. I'm Corey. And I'm Brian. And this is the Happy Harvest Horror Show, where every week or whenever we get together and <laughs> discuss all things spooky and spooky culture. And today we're talking about a landmark pinnacle ingredient to the spooky season but before we get there let's first chat about our spooky weeks Corey, how spooky was your week um i don't have a lot i'm not gonna lie Uh Um, (laughs) Uh um, also because you know just keeping it real with the listeners we're doing some mass recording right now because i'm i'm gonna be in the woods for like six weeks that's spooky woods are spooky Woods are spooky. Woods are spooky. So hopefully I'll have some spooky woods encounters when I come back. So you could be forgiven for not having a spooky week because it's been like 48 hours since we've recorded two. You know? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're bulk recording right now. But hopefully when I get back, I'll have some good, you know, spooky woods stories for you. Uh, my main thing, aside from researching, prepping for episodes that we've been recording... Uh, you gotta shout it out. Twilight's on Netflix, everybody. <laughs> and, uh, the Twihards are loving it. Um, Twilight TikTok is fire right now. Twihards? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the group? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. It's a real thing. Um, so yeah, Twilight TikTok's been fire lately. And yeah, I've basically just, whenever I need to put something on the background, I'm just like... I'm going to throw on some Twilight. Literally, right before we started recording, I was watching Eclipse, the third, I believe. So that's that's where I'm at. New Moon. Because I, I did, I think I said it on here. I've read the first two books. I read the first book and I'm like, okay, I get it. And then I read New Moon and I was like, that was bad. New and- Moon's rough. I mean, I think New Moon's rough. I think maybe it's a it, it was a little more relatable as a you know it, like the the young the young girl going through heartbreak is like a little bit totally more relatable but it's new moon is rough like I'm not gonna there there's a lot of n- not much going on in that book <laughs> slash movie <laughs> <laughs> slash movie slash that there's sometimes there's not even story i have like specific memories in that book where she was going through like the heartache and the breakup and the chapters went july yep august and i was like i mean this is a this is a, a you know powerful but there's not even story anymore you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would say you should have kept going because things get nutty. <laughs> like, things I've get heard. Really I've heard. Weird. Yeah. Like once Eclipse gets weird and then Maybe I'll just breaking. finish the movies, you know, I'll, I'll finish that way. Yeah, Breaking Dawn is insanity. It's just insanity. <laughs> like, and it's and it's uh, gruesome. I think I think there's some stuff um, in Breaking Dawn that, as a horror fan, you'll probably appreciate. Okay. It gets All gruesome, right. dude. So what a like, recommendation, Twilight. Okay. Like, like 
I'm just going to put the concept out there. Breaking Dawn, human woman becomes impregnated with a vampire baby. What Body do you think? Horror. Yeah. What do you think that leads to? Like Not, nothing good. <laughs> nothing good. That's like the Cronenberg's uh, The Fly. That's what that makes me think of. Honestly, I think you would find some stuff to appreciate in Breaking Dawn. So I think you should power through and at least watch the movies. And, okay. Because I, I think I, I'd like to hear your take. I think we could have a dialogue. We could have okay. a Twilight dialogue. <laughs> Reach across the aisle. Talk about <laughs> Breaking Dawn. Ryan, how spooky was your week? Again, we also, you know, two days. Um, not as much as I wish I could. But I got a few things. Uh, one we were just talking about beforehand, which I'd like to just loop the listeners in because maybe you guys have some ideas. I found some candles online. You know, I'm a spooky candle fan. Big spooky candle Love fan. A spooky candle. But we're trying to figure out what the scent is of these two. It's a double pack. And it's trying to like capture the smell of like a spooky amusement park, you know, the haunt season. And we got two. We got Halloween Horror Maze and Halloween Horror Fog. You know, Halloween Horror Fog is fog juice. I think we can all kind of figure that out. But it's the maze one. The maze one, I just, what does that smell like? And the description is even more perplexing. It's here, and I quote, Remember that feeling when you walk into the first haunted house of the season and that first wave hits you? That's when the hairs on the back of your neck stand on end. This is the essence of that maze in wax form. And I was like, okay, well, I still don't know. (laughs) Still no idea. I mean, my instinct, because like Halloween maze, corn maze. So I'm like, is it like the corn husk smell? Like, is that what we're going? Yeah, but I, no, maybe. I mean, I, literally every, anything's possible. <laughs> like I have, but I, what I think they're getting at is uh, the mazes that they're built up like tents, you know, wood paneled black walls that you walk through. That's what I think they're getting at, but perplexing. So know. my guess is corn husk scent and yours is wood panels. <laughs> wood panels and uh, like latex masks. That's, <laughs> I, I could be wrong. Should, I could I be right. You, I don't know. I think you should buy them. I think okay. I want to know. I want to know. All right. Well, stay tuned for a future Happy Harvest Horror show. I'll report back what they actually smell like. But that's you one thing. Do, you could do a YouTube unboxing. Unboxing. Where I smell it and go, mm, I'm getting notes of, <laughs> you know, candy corn with. Uh, <laughs> people uh, would probably well, eat that shit up. It's crazy. It's crazy. I'll, I'll eat it up. How many people watch unboxing videos? Like, it's true. maybe that's our ticket. Maybe that's how we. That's the avenue that audience. we're missing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's true. Um, what else? I got Halloween candles. I got Halloween candles. Yeah, I got a few records in um, from Waxwork. One, the house um, with the clock in its walls from Waxwork. Did you, did you see that movie, the Eli, Eli Roth movie? It sounds familiar. I don't know if I actually watched it. A few it. years ago, beautiful, wonderful little, you know, children's horror movie. Very fun, spooky, goosebumps vibes, you know. Got the soundtrack. Wonderful Halloween season score. You can find it on Spotify or Apple Music. Uh, wonderful. Just to have in the background for your spooky season. House with the Clock and its Wall soundtrack. Um, and, yeah, I think that's, that's probably about it. <laughs> you know, not much. You know, we've been a lot of editing in here, a lot of staying with it uh i think i did see a movie though let me check my letterbox this is how i keep up remember what i actually watched um <laughs> oh yeah demons i went rewatched demons 
was in the 80s, I guess, zombie demons movie, all set in this um, Italian movie theater that uh, demons arise and they like massacre and it's gnarly and it's bloody. And it was it, what inspired me to watch it was the new episodes of American Horror Stories, the mm, anthology. I need to watch that. I keep getting recommended that, and I'm like, oh, I need to, oh, I need yeah. to look into the, that. The third episode's drive-in, and it features like people going to a drive-in, turning into zombies, eating each other. And I'm watching this like, this is just demons. And so then I was like, <laughs> I'm going to watch demons. And so I did. Gnarly. Gnarly movie. The the effects and the gore and that are fucking nuts so it's on amazon prime demons go check it out demons uh and that's it that's it i think we can get into we can get into our real real harrowing horrifying (laughs) monstrous topic today such a terrifying topic no actually today's topic is so cozy it's such (laughs) a cute one (laughs) like all day today i was just Tapping on my computer like this is so cute and fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is definitely a cute episode. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about the pumpkin patch, the history of the pumpkin patch, the pumpkin patch as attraction. But before we do that, shouts out to... Our our gang, our lovely yeah. supporters. Our the Harvest Horror Show monthly supporters. We've got Jenny, Julia, Jody, Connor, Keith, Erica, Jody, Wendy, Morgan, Michelle, Jennifer, and Aaron. Thank you all so much. Appreciate you all uh, helping us out and keeping the spooky season alive. And if you'd like to join and become a part of the book club, which is an exclusive perk for the Happy Harvest Horror Show. VIP, supporters. baby. You can join in and go to anchor.fm slash HHHS slash support and donate anything from 99 cents to literally everything. And yeah, that's it. I guess uh, I think we're good to go. Thank you all again for our supporters. Thank you again for being so rad. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you like our content, consider joining the book club. We had our first book club this week. Super, super, super fun. Had such a good time. And we want to hang out with you and talk about spooky books. And yeah, your support will help us continue to make this content. So thank you, everyone. So happy that you're here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into the pumpkin patch. <laughs> pumpkin, pumpkin, pumpkin. Where do you want to start with pumpkins and the and their respective <laughs> and, patches? Yeah, we're we're not talking about. I mean, we are talking about pumpkins, but we are specifically talking about the patches in which they reside. <laughs> but I think the history of the spooky pumpkin. And the jack lantern is a lot of reasons why we go to the pumpkin patch, right? No, it, it ties in. It ties in. 
But we also, also, if you're new here, we have our whole pumpkin spice episode where we also trace the history of the flavor of pumpkin spice as like a, a phenomena. Um, so, so there's a lot. I mean, I think being happy harvest horror show, I, this is not the first, nor do I think it will be the last episode about pumpkins. Like, I don't because think- what is a pumpkin if not? <laughs> And ever giving fruit from the ground. So true. So true. Um, so yeah, there will be some kind of history of the pumpkin uh, itself. And then really diving into our current conception of the pumpkin patch. And, uh, you know, we love them. We love a pumpkin patch. I love a pumpkin patch. It is definitely one of those things having been, you know, a child that grew up in middle America. The pumpkin patch lives deep inside me, like in my in my childhood subconscious as a place of fun and comfort and joy and spooks and all the good Mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm excited. I'm excited to give some love to the pumpkin patch and we won't give anything away, but we will. I have a feeling towards the end of the episode go off on Brian and I have the same favorite pumpkin patch. So (laughs) we're going to have some things to say. It's true. Pumpkin patches. So in in researching this today, I learned a new term, new vocabulary that I was excited about. The term agritourism, which I was like, interesting. Pumpkin patches and our current conception of them very much fall fall under agritourism, which is like a booming thing. Another example would be like wineries. Wineries are another example of agrotourism. But pumpkin patches are, are pretty up there in taking agriculture and turning it into a tourist attraction. Yeah, getting, uh, touching, uh, reconnecting with nature. Yeah, exactly. So a little, a little pumpkin trivia. The first known appearance of the word pumpkin was in Charles Perrault's Cinderella because we have the pumpkin, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, Carriage? Yes. (laughs) The pumpkin carriage. But that was the first known appearance of the word. Before that, it was known as a (laughs) pumpion. Which, like, I love that word. Like, like, I kind of want to bring back pumpion a little bit. Like, or or I feel like pumpion would be a really good pet name. Mm -hmm. Like. For a pet pumpkin. Or just a pet, like, you know, like, like a rabbit, like I'm a rabbit mom. Like I could, I would totally name a rabbit Poompion, little baby poops. <laughs> Ridiculous. I, someone out there, please name your cute pet Poompion. So yeah, so that was where the, the actual word pumpkin really got its start. Pumpkin, it's a superfood. It's super healthy, like real pumpkin, which is also uh, one of the reasons why when you get to pumpkin spice season, if you can uh, try and experiment with actual pumpkin, you know, everywhere sells them. And often for the purpose of decoration and jack-o'-lantern, as we will talk about, but you can eat that. That's a food. And you can also use it in your pumpkin creations, your pumpkin baked goods, You can even do natural pumpkin lattes. Like all of that is very possible. And it's also super healthy. The pumpkin is full of A vitamins, magnesium, potassium, and zinc. 
It's got among everything. Other things. So yeah, let's let's really use our pumpkins. Let's decorate with them. Let's eat the pumpkin. I used the whole pumpkin. You, you know? should. You should. <laughs> All right. So the history of the pumpkin patch. The pumpkin as as a a fruit or gourd or however you want to define it is believed to have originated in the ancient civilizations of North and Central America before it spread to Europe and other parts of the world during the early 16th century due to colonialism. Uh, the oldest domesticated pumpkin seed was found in an archaeological site located in the highlands of Oaxaca, Mexico. And this seed or seeds dated dated as far back as 10,000 years ago, y'all. So long time. And that also is interesting because it suggests that the like the agriculture, the production of pumpkins was going on a lot earlier than that. Oh, yeah. They knew before we knew. They definitely knew before we knew. Uh, The first known image of a pumpkin patch can be traced back to a 1590 engraving by Dutch engraver Theodore de Bry. And I have an image here, and it is of the village Mm. of Secotan, which was an uh, Algonquin village um, that is now in the eastern part of the United States, specifically like North Carolina area. And this engraving is is nice. It's just a cute little, yeah. It's, it's just darling. It's, it's little, darling. It's just a little pumpkin patch in a village, and yeah, that's like our first image, which is very exciting. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that there wasn't an image of a pumpkin patch before 1590. I love it. I love to see it. I love. Uh, <laughs> I love pumpkins, and so I love like. <laughs> Is it very excited by this engraving right now? I am. It makes me think uh, over the garden wall a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Think of. uh, We'll talk about our favorite pumpkin patch later. It's just. It's like, man, so many, so many generations before us. I know. Emotional history, man. History. (laughs) So the modern day conception of the pumpkin patch, or the Halloween pumpkin patch came to be after World War II. Mm-hmm. And this was also the time when a lot of our Halloween traditions really took off was post-World War II, including trick-or-treating. We have a whole episode on the history of trick-or-treating. Check it out. Check it out. And also jack-o'-lanterns. Yeah. So, so f- a lot of farmers saw an opportunity here, right? Pumpkins weren't weren't just food. They weren't just for your, your pumpkin pies, uh, people are using them for a lot of reasons, including decoration and, yeah, jack-o'-lanterns. And, yeah. Uh, Brian, you want to tell us a little bit about the jack-o'-lantern? More than anything. So it started, <laughs> uh, it's an Irish tradition. We have a whole Samhain episode, you know, about origins. Um, and then maybe it's been a while since we've recorded that episode, but maybe we touched on this a bit. But uh, it all kind of starts with the legend of Stingy Jack. Uh, which tells of this um, Irish myth of a man nicknamed Stingy Jack, who, you know, according to his name, invited the devil to have a drink with him, uh, but didn't want to pay. So he convinced the devil to turn into a coin. And it's like, don't worry, we're going to use you to pay and you're going to change back so we can get a free drink, right? Pull the fast one on the devil, put the coin in his pocket with a with a cross so the devil couldn't come back. 
Um, and he persuaded the devil, hey, I'll let you go. If you just promise no, to leave me alone, like, I don't want to like, I want to go to hell. I want you to leave me alone. Worked out. Jack eventually freed the devil under that condition. But one year later, Jack tricked the devil again by climbing up into a tree and uh, carving a cross on the side of the tree. So now the devil's stuck up in a tree and the Jack is just like bullying the devil at this point. Just Jack's a no good dude. Well, anyway, Jack lived out his life. And uh, when it came to pass that he leave this mortal coil, heaven didn't want him. He's like, absolutely not. Dude's an asshole. And the devil was like, absolutely not. Not in my hands. <laughs> just absolutely not. Okay, like, pause there i some part of me wishes to to be that to like i don't like i feel like if in the afterlife like neither heaven nor hell wants you like that's a move like that's a you, move dude <laughs> like you you were your own person is what that means <laughs> <laughs> so as punishment uh, for not having anywhere to go in the afterlife, he's sent out into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. And Jack, being the little craftsman that he was, put the coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming around the earth since. And so the Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern or Jack-o'-lantern. And the condition, the, the tradition then followed that you would carve turnips. And when the Irish immigrants came to the States, turnips not around, but pumpkins abound. So we started carving wheat because I am Irish. I, <laughs> I did this. <laughs> started carving jack-o'-lanterns out of pumpkins. And so now it is now synonymous with the Halloween holiday. And that also goes back to Legend of Sleepy Hollow, written in 1890 by Washington Irving, features um, headless horseman carrying a pumpkin for his head. So spooky story, pumpkin, jack-o'-lantern, spooky holiday, boom. Pumpkin is cemented into our cultural awareness of the holiday. There it is. And have you have you seen the like classic turn up jack-o'-lantern they're spooky they're horrifying <laughs> they're so much scarier because pumpkins like just the shape of them pumpkins are like cute like something mm -hmm. about them is like cute so even when you like try to you know make them scary they're still kind of plump and cute and nice but turnips they have that like waviness about them and so like the turn up jack-o'-lanterns are terrifying and they're not usually you know like jack lanterns we get a lot of points in there when mm -hmm. our smiles and our teeth turnips they're like oval Whoa! eyes and wide mouth and it's <laughs> like ah <laughs> yep no like, get that yeah, away from me very ghostly very ghostly the mm -hmm. turnip jack-o-lantern for sure um yes so thank you for that for that irish history there Always happy to tell it. Yeah. When jack-o'-lanterns kind of made their way over here, the pumpkin, like, and this is an interesting thing, too, is that the pumpkin, the pumpkin, the pumpkin patch, pumpkin pie, all of it is very intertwined with American identity. Like, not that these things don't exist elsewhere. Like, there are, you know, massive pumpkin patches all over the world. But it is, like, part of American identity. The, the pumpkin, the pumpkin patch. Yeah. Um, and the jack-o'-lantern so it like 
it does make sense that when that tradition made its way over here, it uh, was superimposed onto the the pumpkin as it was. It's just something that first for centuries at this point. Yeah, the the United States has has kind of latched onto as a symbol, right? Because it's also something we use in Thanksgiving. Yeah. It's, you know, it's it's big. It's big for the for the American people. I read I read something that that said it was the pumpkin was used to fulfill a a, a desire to keep connections with our like family farm lore and like our connections with nature that this like our roots, you know, that mm-hmm. like Every year we come out to, we may not live in farms anymore, but we go to the farms and we live, you know, we walk around the patch and we reconnect with this. That might not be what people think of right away when they're doing through pumpkin patches, but might be why they prevail, you know, that like. No, I think that's very real. Like, I think that, yeah, that's a huge part of the appeal. You know, it's it's very similar because I think the pumpkin patch in terms of a autumn attraction also kind of goes hand in hand with like apple picking, right? Like going yes. to the apple orchard. And so it is, it's this, it's harvest time and you get to go out during harvest, even if you're not a farmer and walk the fields and pick your perfect pumpkin. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, like, and it's such a process. It's such a thing. Like I am going to get the plumpest or the biggest or the cutest or just like whatever, like you go out with the intention of like, I'm going to get a good ass pumpkin. Like it's like a whole, yeah, it is. It's a whole like reconnecting with the earth thing, which uh, yeah, I can, I can get behind that. I can get behind that for sure. Which leads us to Pumpkin Patches Tourist Attraction, which is very much where we are right now. It is huge. It's a huge element of agro-tourism. And, and it's very valuable um, because it does provide an opportunity for tourism in rural communities, right? Yeah. And places that you don't typically think of, like, going on a trip to. But then... Yeah, then it's fall and it's like, of course, you're going to take the family four hours to the pumpkin patch, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. of course, you're going to, you know, like spend the whole day turning it into this thing, into this adventure. And a lot of people have really seized on that. A lot of farmers, uh, people in rural communities have really seized on that opportunity. And in addition to just like the pumpkin patch in its simplest form, which would just be essentially a patch of pumpkins, right? A field of pumpkins where you yep. get to go pick your pumpkin. There are also these like pumpkin themed, almost like parks and Halloween events and even pumpkin festivals. Mm-hmm. There are a whole ass festivals centered around picking a pumpkin. Yeah. I mean, there was a little uh, down here in Florida for the time being, so not a lot of pumpkin patches, you know, nearby, but they, uh, for the fall last year, Walls brought me to just like a local church and they would for like a fundraiser for, you know, there's, you know, mission trips that they do. They just had like carts of pumpkins outside and a little, little, you know, photo op with straw man, you know, and that was (laughs) not a pumpkin patch, but like they picked all the pumpkins, they wheeled it all out and you know, Trying it wasn't to, the same, to but re- it was very nice. It was wonderful to have that option, you know. 
kind of recreating the feel of the pumpkin mm-hmm. patch, even in places where it might not be readily available. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is, I have saw too, and like, this is very exciting for me because there is definitely some part of me that thinks somewhere down the line in my future, I will own and operate a pumpkin patch. Like, I think that that might be like in my reality somewhere down the line um, because we are seeing culturally a turn to just i mean like millennials like we fucking love plants right we're interested in plants we're also interested in kind of learning how to grow some of our own food it's becoming more and more popular to grow some of your own crops even you know if you have any kind of yard you know having chickens like basically having your own little like micro farms if you have the ability is becoming more popular which is also a great thing because it's fabulous for the environment so I've also seen more of that. Like if you have even like a little bit of land doing like little mini pumpkin patches or like, you know, like turning your yard into a pumpkin patch. Like that I think is a beautiful, beautiful idea. Like, yeah. like the, the classic American yard is a waste of water and space and all of that. Turn it into a pumpkin patch. Turn it into a pumpkin patch. You <laughs> cowards do it. <laughs> Like, I would love to just be, like, in the suburbs and, like, everyone's yards are pumpkin patches. Like, I would die. That would be amazing. (laughs) That's called heaven. That's Halloween town. Right. So I think there is more of an interest in just, like, kind of growing your own pumpkins and, and, and trying that out. And then, yeah, part of this kind of, like, pumpkin patch vibe and, like, pumpkin festivals, there, you know, a lot of times there's maybe music, live entertainment, the hayride. The hayride is a big part, um, which is also attached to this, like, agricultural tourism, right? Yeah. Hey, man. Hey is part hey. of Hey. And the Hayride also kind of attached, which we're, we're, it's coming. We're going to do a haunt episode at some point, but like the haunted Hayride, you know, can also connect into that. It's all, it's all Halloween. So, of course, everything, we're going to have different topics that always bleed over it, but we're just not going too much into the Hayride right now. I'm just saying. <laughs> Brian has a lot to say on the Hayride. So, uh, hold out. But the hayride, a lot of times, is part of the pumpkin patch. I've been to many pumpkin patches. Of course, you got to ride the hayride out to your pumpkin, get your pumpkin, bring it back. Exactly. Exactly. And depending on the pumpkin patch, they might do it up and, yeah, turn it more into a haunted hayride. We're getting there. Our favorite pumpkin patch definitely does some haunt elements as well um and i think that's a a pretty a big thing in some of the bigger scale pumpkin patches like let's also let's also do a haunted house let's also you know add these other corn maze yeah yeah. the corn maze the corn maze the hayride the haunted house this can all be a part of the pumpkin patch if you have the you know ability and means to do it um and people fucking love it like it's definitely crowd pleasing um and then also cannot forget a lot of pumpkin patches do a lot of like sampling of artisanal desserts and beverages and like really you know up the pies and ciders and and, yeah and the little treats, turkey legs and oh it's so good i love it so much (laughs) so it's all the things um So like I said, pumpkin patches can go from anything from literally just a small, someone's got a plot of land, they grow pumpkins and they can, you know, charge, you know, let you come on, pick your pumpkin and then they'll just like charge you for it. And that's wonderful. Like that, that's very uh, a quaint, lovely way to do the pumpkin patch. 
I could also see the appeal of that kind of pumpkin patch if maybe you have like smaller children and don't want, you know, them getting lost in the insanity of like a full on park. (laughs) Um, Keep it simple. Just just go pick a pumpkin. Keep it simple. (laughs) And what what an exhilarating amount of agency for such a young age. Like I can pick a pumpkin. I get to take it. It's mine. I'm so glad you brought that up. I think that is a huge part of the appeal of the pumpkin patch as like a child and as an adult. Like, let's be real. We're all just children inside. Um, But as a child, like, yeah, that first time being like, hold on a fucking second. Like, I get to just I get to just pick one. And then we take it home. (laughs) And then carve things into it. And then put it out for everyone to see. This is like as a creative. I'm like... My, everything my creative synapses are firing right now i need yeah yeah no i think it's a yeah as someone who i really i love children i care a lot about childhood development the pumpkin patch is a fabulous activity for childhood development and um i don't know if i thought about it on those terms but yes it's a good it's a good activity for like agency with young children i like that a lot like they get to have some say and they get to adventure and kind of feel on their own a little bit. And yeah. And then they get to make something so many beautiful, beautiful things for the, for the young brain that happen with the pumpkin patch experience. Um, So yeah, you have your smaller ones and then we have the much bigger ones that add all of these, these other additions to it. Um, Some of the biggest, there's a 20 acre pumpkin patch in uh, Craven Farm in Snohomish, Washington. Mm-hmm. And then a 30-acre Jumbo's Pumpkin Patch in yeah. Middleton, Maryland. Jumbo's indeed. <laughs> Big old patch. And then here's one. Here's one outside of the U.S. The English town of Spalding, Lincolnshire, as uh, the biggest European pumpkin patch. It produces 100,000 pumpkins daily daily yeah i don't know how that's real but <laughs> where are they getting them just churning them out it's amazing yeah i but that's i found that stat um you know double check me on it that was an interesting thing in my research too you guys there is not a wikipedia page for pumpkin patch i feel like we need to get on i let them know yeah because because te- that's the appeal of wikipedia. So i guess we, we could write it like that's yeah. The, the Happy Harvest Wikipedia. Horror Show owns the Wikipedia entry to Pumpkin Patches. Maybe we will. Maybe some night. Maybe some night. I'm just going to write the Wikipedia entry for Pumpkin Patch. I actually, that would be a really fun, like, icebreaker. Like, oh, I wrote oh, the Wikipedia I entry for Pumpkin Patch. <laughs> I, I think I need to oh, you're that now. Any published work? Absolutely. Actually, yes. <laughs> Yes, I I do actually. The Wikipedia <gasps> entry for Pumpkin Patch. That's all me. That that was on me. Um. Okay. Now I love that idea. Nobody steal it. I'm gonna write the Wikipedia <laughs> entry for Pumpkin Patch. But um. Yeah. So so there are some very large scale pumpkin patches out there. Um. Found a really fun travel channel top fifteen U.S. pumpkin patches. It's a fabulous list. Some part of me kind of wants to uh, make it like a bucket list, like try and hit 
all 15 of like the best pumpkin patches, according to the Travel Channel. I haven't seen this yet. Is our favorite on here? Our favorite is definitely on here. Our okay. favorite yeah, definitely like, come made on. the list. <laughs> How do you even? Nope. They made the list for sure. So yeah, check that out just uh, to see, you know, the best pumpkin patches in the U.S. according to Travel Channel. Maybe some of them are near you, which brings us to Brian and I have a deep, deep love for a a pumpkin patch that is close to our hearts because it is somewhat local. Uh, and we grew up by it. We yeah, we grew up in the vicinity, and it did make this list. It is in the top fifteen best pumpkin patches. And that is Vala's Pumpkin Patch in Gretna, Nebraska. It's right outside Omaha. Right outside of Omaha. It is the best pumpkin patch in I think all it's, the land. I think it's doing it a disservice by calling it a pumpkin patch. I agree. I straight up agree. <laughs> it is a fall family-owned an amusement park. It, it is. truly is. It is a full experience. Like it is not just a pumpkin patch. And I say that because I know 100% I've gone there and not even bought a pumpkin. Like I know I've done that before because there's about a, like a million different things. And they keep adding every year. <laughs> They've got, I mean, we could just list off some, some of your, you know, some attractions, you know, we got uh, uh, the pumpkins one. There's a, a pie barn. Well, going to a park, the whole barn devoted to pies, whatever pie the, you want, apple pie. It, the pie's good, too, and you get lots of options. Love they a pie little, barn. Little haunts, little walkthroughs, little spooky houses. They got, uh, got your corn maze. That's there. They've got apple slingshots and pumpkin slingshots. You can put on your goggles, get it down a row of, and just launch those suckers, you know? And then so for you- any of, any of uh, my people out there that have a, have a destructive impulse, like there's a lot of, Oh, yeah. there's there's Two a lot targets of, with apples a lot of pleasure to be found from just like fucking launching a pumpkin and oh, watching yeah. it uh explode and it's not just that they've got a pumpkin cannon they do a few times a day they got a whole show you get to sit in the bleachers and watch this giant cannon just fucking launch a pumpkin you know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you, got, you got your apple orchard. They've got even more pumpkin destruction with a giant animatronic pumpkin eating dragon. The Not dragon. Kidding. The dragon is, is where it's at. Man. It's, it's a whole like little kid show that you sit around and, you know, the, the MCs on the, on the mic talking to this big animatronic dragon and dragon like, feed me Seymour, you know, something like that. And <laughs> they put the pumpkin on the stump and the big metal dragon comes down and chomps it and blows up and kids are like yeah! or i hope they still like that because i thought it was great um, <laughs> if the kids don't like it brian is there i was like, all yeah! <laughs> i'm in the back going yeah! <laughs> uh we got so many things we got it's all but it's all family owned so there is like a super in endearing charming level of jank you know to it all 100 oh, percent. it's the best the best kind of jank for you know sure. they got they've got your little uh old time style band banjo band and it's all just like very scary animatronic coyotes you know that are yep. playing and yep. it's they've also uh, got uh they've got mini golf they've got like a dayglow mini golf they got mini cart which are really that no motors you just got to cycle your way through it <laughs> you got to work for it um, a lot of like petting zoo stuff, like they've got like the rabbits and they've got like different animals. 
um, that you can enjoy. Turkey legs. You brought up turkey legs. I remember that's a thing. And yeah, and it, it just like I feel like it just goes on and on. Like there's just so many. They keep adding activities. stuff every year. I'm looking at the list things I haven't seen before. I guess now they have like zip lines now too. And they got like, no way. Yeah, they have like a, a zip line course. at Vallas Pumpkin Patch. Yeah, a little climbing course. You got your cannon. Yeah, I mean they, it just keeps growing. You know, every year they add something more. You know, when I was a kid, it was much smaller. And then by the time I hit college, I'm like. This is, this is yeah this is right this is just the right amount of stuff yeah right. i watched a, a little um a very quick youtube video with them with the the couple that started it that owns it, it yeah yeah that own it and it was really nice because they were like i mean first off like they weren't even planning on doing a pumpkin patch it was like and this it started like 30 uh it was like 34 years ago i want to say uh-huh. Um, is when they started and they weren't even really planning on doing a pumpkin patch, but then they just kind of like got the idea. And then their whole concept and their whole like business model has been really putting the money they make back in to the business. Yeah. And they're like, growing. we just like wanna like and and the reasoning behind it is actually very sweet. They're like, there's just, you know, there's there's a lot of just basically that there's a lot of like ugly things in the world and it's nice to build something that just kind of brings people fun and joy. It's just a very pure intention really. And they really do. I mean, it's very clear. Like we said, every year you go back and there's more stuff. So it's very clear that they take the money and then they just like filter it back into making it this thing that people fucking love. And uh, yeah, there's just something super heartwarming about it. Um, I, yeah, I went as a kid and I remember it was just, it was everything. Like we would, I remember we took like a Girl Scouts trip down there because, um, I lived like two hours away from where it actually was. So like we took like a, we would take like Girl Scouts trips down there in the fall and it was just like the best day ever. Like you would lose your mind on Vala Pumpkin Patch Day. And then, yeah, we, we totally went multiple times in college. We were like, fuck it. We're going to Vala Pumpkin Patch. (laughs) And it still like brings so much joy as an adult. Like it's a great, great way to spend a Saturday even you know even when in your college years like it's just a really fun better you get drinks you know yeah exactly you can Um, like go all out and um and you have money to spend (laughs) that's the thing you got money you can spend that at that which is with a gift shop that you walk in and out it's also kind of like that's the biggest exit through the gift shop tricked you gotcha moment because you're walking out with your pumpkin they're like all right well before you go how about this entire warehouse of fall goodies? And you you get your jams, you can get your jellies, you can get your, you know, your pumpkin butters, you can get your which this is always gets me is the honey sticks. The honey always, sticks, the honey, honey sticks, sticks and like, the pumpkin it's butter. It's just a quarter. It's that's all it is. And I'm like, okay, it's just a quarter. Give me 50 of them. I want <laughs> Yeah, pumpkin butter. Like I don't I don't know I've that I've ever bought pumpkin butter anywhere but Vallas Pumpkin Patch. <laughs> It's great. <laughs> like they have, yeah, they have all the snacks, all the treats. So, so much. It really is. It really is just the quintessential pumpkin themed amusement park. And I love that it's still going strong and that they're still building on it. Dude, I might go this year. Go I like, do it. I'm, do it. You I'm not too far for? away. Like I might just take a trip down and 
spend a day at Vala's. If I do, I'll like vlog it for you all. I'll like make it a thing. Um, the maze this year, I'm looking at their website right now. The maze this year is nice. It's usually, it's like a dragon or a castle, but this year it's, uh, it's a big heart and it says, thank you to our everyday heroes. So look at that. Aww. Look at that. <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> about it i can't i can't the the love i have for this place in nebraska like i just oh makes me emotional but if you're ever in the area in fall really check it out i think it's just a really special place um and even on the uh travel um travel channels top 15 u.s pumpkin patches like this is how they describe it one look at the farm map for Vallas Pumpkin Patch, and you may think you're at an amusement park. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you are. Yeah. Rather than a pumpkin farm, there are 50 plus attractions, including graveyard golf and stock cars. Graveyard golf. I forgot about the graveyard golf. <laughs> as well as multiple live shows like the Pig Tucky Derby Pig Races. You won't leave hungry either from hand dipped corn dogs to caramel apples to s'mores over a campfire. You're covered at Ballas Pumpkin Patch. So while I think there are probably lots of really amazing pumpkin patches in the U.S. that do cool things, I, I think Vala's is uh, one of a kind in the way that it has, yeah, created like an amusement park vibe. So any of, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you obviously love spooky stuff. And so a uh, Halloween-themed amusement park is just, you know, it built us. It, it created the two of us in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Love it. Uh, what, is, do you have uh, one more patch on here you want to talk about? I do. I have one more I want to talk about because I was just excited by this because, like, I lived in California for a while and I was not aware of this. Half Moon Bay in, in California is known as the world pumpkin capital. Whoa, in California. In California. Half Moon Bay. Um, It boasts multiple pick-your-own pumpkin patches, as well as the annual Half Moon Bay Pumpkin Festival. Keep your eyes open for a five-ton pumpkin sculpture, a parade, a pie-eating contest, and a pumpkin fun run along Coast Side Trail. As a bonus, kids will love the inflatables just on the road at Four Seas Pumpkin Patch. I so, yeah, I, I, um, for the West Coasters out there, Half Moon Bay, who knew? I did not know that they were the world pumpkin capital. Um, but there, there it is. There it is for you. And also, Half is. Moon Bay is gorgeous. It's just a very beautiful place. So check that out as well. And these two aren't the only ones. I would love to hear from the our uh, our audience out there. If you've grown up with a favorite pumpkin patch, what do you go to? Because I think you did you mention this earlier that in the U.S. alone, ninety thousand acres are devoted to pumpkin patches. Yeah. Ninety thousand acres. Hot damn! Wow, <laughs> not enough, I say. But I'd love to know from our listeners uh, which one did you grow up on? You know, are there is there a favorite that we should put on our radar? You know, totally. Um, yeah, like I said, 90,000 acres is great, but I would like to see our suburbs covered in pumpkin patches. Honestly, I'd love to see our yards. Um, turn your yard into a pumpkin patch. Also, if you, if you maybe 
are looking to explore some new pumpkin patches there. I also found a reader's digest post best pumpkin patch in every state. So they go state by state and rate the best pumpkin patch. So, you know, if you maybe want to take a trip to the best one in your state there, that is for you. But yeah, I think the pumpkin patch obviously, um, has a lot of connection to our childhood and would love to hear about the pumpkin patch that you grew up with or that, you know, was important to you or maybe still is important to you. If there's a pumpkin patch you visit every year, pumpkin patch stories, any spooky pumpkin patch stories, anyone get haunted in a pumpkin patch. I want to hear it all. I want to hear it all by Monday. (laughs) So you're on the clock. So you can uh, hit us up at happyharvesthorrorshow at gmail.com and let us know all your thoughts on pumpkin patches and yeah, all your all your warm feelies. This was a warm feely episode. Good cozy episode. Love Getting it. Into the spooky season. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Like I said, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to drive down this season to Vela's. So um, maybe get on, get on our YouTube, get on our Instagram and uh, you can see the magic for yourself. <laughs> maybe I'll repost some college, uh, college photos too. I've I got, bet I have photos around. I have so many of them. I have a lot from our college trips. So be on the lookout for those on our Instagram. Anything else you'd like to say on the pinkin pitch before we? Nope. Just, you know, overall big fan, you know, can't say much. Uh, <laughs> I don't like about them. That, uh, <laughs> sometimes it gets a little cold on the hay rides and sometimes, you know, that's um, part of the fun. Your pumpkin's though. a little you... too heavy, but that's part of it. So. Yeah. That's the, that's a, that's the hero's journey, Brian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't come back changed. Did you even go to a pumpkin patch? Exactly. You know, but that's also part of it. You know, you gotta you gotta make sure you bring a sweater, and then you have like your hot chocolate or mm-hmm. whatever cozy little Hand drink or your pumpkin latte. You're getting back out. to nature, and then it it takes work. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Send us your pumpkin patch stories. Enjoy the pumpkin patches this season. Um, it's definitely another one of those examples of just those little things that I think bring a lot of people joy. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad they exist. And I really appreciate all the all the pumpkin patch, you know, farmers slash creators slash entrepreneurs out there that um, create these fun spaces for us to go have our our fall fun. Everyday heroes. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next time.